Hello, welcome back to another episode of Pastor Vic's Nuggets of Truth. How to be led by the Holy Spirit of God is of utmost importance because it represents the difference between working for the Lord or working with the Lord. Now, while working for the Lord may be a sincere effort to please the Lord, it's often a work the Lord has not asked us to do. Now, here's an important point. If the Lord is not in it, it usually isn't worth doing. A lot of frustration and disappointment comes from trying to do God's work without God. This reminds me of Moses when he said to the Lord, If you don't go with me, I won't go. Ephesians, I should say, Exodus 33, beginning in verse 14, And he, meaning God, said, My presence go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he, Moses, said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? The difference between doing a good work and a God work is one letter O. But that difference makes all the difference in the world. Listen to what Jesus said in John 15, beginning in verse 15. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These, th these things I command you, that you love one another. You see, being a friend of Jesus is another way of saying there's a friendship relationship based upon two-way communication. In other words, friends dialogue or they talk to one another. Being a genuine friend of Jesus will eventually cause you to become more like him because we're in a daily relationship with him. We're not like some who believe that going to church on Sunday is all we need to do to be in our relationship with the Lord. God wants us to be in daily relationship. The relationship between, that the Lord desires with us is a spiritual one. Remember what Jesus said to the Samaritan woman at the well in John 4, beginning in verse 24. He said, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Therefore, our true worship is spiritual. That's why the Lord gave us the Holy Spirit when we were born again. The key to an overcoming life is to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. When Jesus speaks to us, he speaks to us through the Helper or the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we, we must learn the language of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit speaks to our mind and we must learn how to discern that one voice because let's face it, there are so many voices speaking to us. It takes practice. It takes faith. It means that we may fail in the beginning, but we mustn't quit. You know, it's very much like learning a foreign language. However, once you've learned the language, it becomes natural and recognizable. My wife and I have been together for a great many years. And when she calls me on the phone, she doesn't have to identify herself because I know her voice. In the same way, 
We must learn to recognize the voice of God. We can't quit trying. In Luke chapter 11, beginning in verse 9, the scriptures say, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. That's Jesus speaking. And as you can see from these verses uh, and the context of it, it is a constant pursuit of the presence of God in our lives. There can be no relationship with the Lord apart from the Word of God, the Bible, and our relationship with Jesus. The Bible is the inspired Word of God. The wonderful truth about the Bible is that you don't have to be a theologian or a scholar to understand it. See, every person who will invest the time in the Bible, in the Word of God, will benefit. And that's because the Bible is not simply a book. It is a spiritual book, and it must be spiritually appraised. To non-believers, it's just a book of history or myths, but to us, it is the book of life and life everlasting. From Genesis to Revelation is a thread of blood, a thread of redemption. Animal sacrifices in the Old Testament, the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus the Christ in the New Testament. Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. Remember in the Old Testament, the commandments were written in stone and to be blindly obeyed. There was an element of fear of failing to live up to the standards of the law. But in the New Testament, the commandments are written in our hearts, which moves us to obey as the Spirit leads us. There's no fear because of the grace and truth the Lord brings into our lives. Romans 8, beginning in verse 15, says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Spirit to spirit. The single most important truth is that we are loved by God. The love of God is the motivation for coming to Him, and it's the love of God for us and through us that produces the desire to be transformed and to become more and more like Jesus. You see, Jesus and His character is the perfect model that we look to and the reason for living because He gave His life for us. Since the Bible is the inspired Word of God and contains the only truthful information we have about God and His expectations of us, listen, the Bible cannot be put aside. The Bible can't be substituted for. There are many books and articles, videos and podcasts that have been published, and we may be tempted to believe what we read and hear. However, there is only one source of truth, and that's the Bible. The Bible is the source of all knowledge about God. So everything we hear or read must be compared to the Bible for accuracy. It's easy to hear what we want to hear instead of the truth which is found in the Word of God. You see, you'll have no one else to blame if you stray from the truth which is found in the Word of God, in the Bible. Because 2 Timothy 3, beginning in verse 16, says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It means it's God-breathed, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, 
that the man or the man or the woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Important as the Bible is, it was never meant to be worshipped itself. Never lose sight of the author of the word, who is God. And only God should be worshipped. The Bible is the holy instrument that God used to make his will known to us. Personal revelation, that's what we call it when, when the Holy Spirit inspires our understanding. You see, the information in the Bible is called logos, and I know I've shared this before. And that's a Greek term in the New Testament, uh, and logos is used to refer to the, the constant written word which is recorded in the Bible. The Logos word, or the Bible, is the foundation of our knowledge about God. 1 Corinthians 2, beginning in verse 9, says, But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the hearts of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them through, uh, uh, through his Spirit. So what is the Lord saying here? That we are capable of having personal revelation. That is, Holy Spirit-inspired understanding. You see, the book is not simply a book you read once and then you put it down. The Bible is a lifelong study. And each time you read it, you gain more knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Knowledge of, of, of the Logos word or the written word is, the, is, is comprehended on three different levels. The first level, as I said, is knowledge. This is what we call the fact-collecting stage. And every believer starts here. In a sense, it's like elementary school. It's sometimes difficult, frustrating to learn all the names of the books of the Bible, the order in which they're found in, the names of all the characters, and learning to focus on the most important people of the Bible. It's hard work but a necessary step. Matthew 6, verse 33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Seeking in this sense means not to give up in obtaining knowledge. But once you have knowledge, you have, you, once you have that foundation of knowledge, now you're ready to move to the next level. And that's understanding. Understanding in this sense means to make connections between all the parts of the Bible. I personally like to look at the Bible as a series of covenants. The Mosaic Covenant, or the Law of Moses, in the Old Testament, and the Covenant of Grace, which Jesus brought to us, which is what the New Testament is all about. An important understanding is that you can't mix the old with the new, the law with grace. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you've been saved, through faith, that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. The Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, all state that you cannot put new wine in old wineskins, or else the wineskins will burst and the wine will be spilled. You can't mix the old with the new. Understanding is like having a an aha moment when the word all of a sudden becomes clear. Now, with understanding comes the next big step, and that's wisdom. And that is to be a doer of the word by faith. You see, we're called to be doers of the word and not forgetful hearers. 
Wisdom is taking the knowledge and understanding from the Bible and by faith applying it to your life. From the world's point of view, it doesn't make sense because they don't believe. But, and 1 Corinthians 2, beginning in verse 14, makes this perfectly clear. And, and, the, and the word says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. We have, as believers, the capacity, the ability to spiritually discern the word. It's for this reason that we must walk by faith and not by sight. Because the world is tugging at us. And the word of God, which is God's truth, is, in, is filling our hearts. Remember the parable that Jesus spoke in Matthew 7, beginning in verse 24. The parable of the two builders. Remember, the wise man heard the word of the Lord and did what he heard. And he built his house on the rock. And it withstood the storm. But the foolish man heard the same word, but he didn't do it. Instead, he built his house on the stand, and, this, and the storm came, and great was the house's fall. You see, the wise man was a doer of the word, whereas the foolish man was a hearer only. Now, Here's an important question. What does it mean that the wise builder heard the words of Jesus in the parable? Remember Matthew 7, 24, it says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The verse clearly says, hears these sayings of words or words of mine. So here's an example, not of the Logos word, which is the written word, but of the spoken word, which is the what we call the rhema word. The word of God, the Bible, is one way in which we receive direction for life. However, there's also another way. It is the rhema word. The Logos word of the Bible is the objective, and it's always true. The rhema word is subjective and is applied to certain circumstances or situations that we might find ourselves in. The Lord speaks to us. It's the work of the Holy Spirit to bring the Logos word or the principle of the Bible to your mind. When this happened, that's what we mean by rhema. Look at what Jesus said in John 14, beginning verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He'll bring to remembrance the Logos word, which now becomes rhema. You see, Jesus is also the Word of God. And He communicates with us, as I said, in two ways. Jesus reaches us or communicates us, uh, with us uh, by the Spirit through the written, written Word, the Logos, but also through the Holy Spirit, Spirit speaking to our minds, which is the Rhema Word. Both Logos and Rhema are necessary to fulfill God's plans, purposes, and pursuits. Recall John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. 
As you can see from these verses, Jesus is the Word of God. So the Holy Spirit speaks to us through the Bible and our relationship with Jesus. When we turn to the Lord, He's faithful to hear us and respond to us. We just have to recognize those thoughts or those promptings or leadings that they're of the Lord. And we can especially be confident when they line up with the character of God. In closing, I just want to, re, re, I, you know, I just recall this, this acronym. It was, it's WWJD. I'm sure you've heard of it. It stands for, What Would Jesus Do? And it was very popular maybe 20, 30 years ago. Well, let me say, that question is still a worthy question to ask ourselves when we make decisions in our lives. We must ask, what would Jesus do? And look for Jesus to speak to us, either through the written word or through the rhema word, the, the word of God recalled to our memory. And then we need to act upon it. We need to be doers of the word, not just simply hearers, not just simply learning, but learning and applying and doing. And then we will see God moving powerfully uh, and the anointing flowing through you and me. And so, Lord, I just ask you to just bless every listener. Lord, let this word be a word of encouragement to them, to be doers of the word, and to learn how to listen and how to, to respond to your promptings as you lead them in life. And so right now, I just pray for every person out there that you're listening or watching, and just ask, Lord, just empower them by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I really do look forward to seeing you the next time. Unless otherwise noted, all scripture quotations are from the New King James Version of the Bible. Copyright 1982 by Thomas Nelson. Used by permission, all rights reserved.